I'm Katie. And I'm Kay. And you're listening to the Babes of Quinny podcast. This episode is sponsored by Mary, owner and tattoo artist at Hillside House Studios. Mary started tattooing in her beautiful in-home studio and is now opening a new studio. She truly does it all. Mary's known for her crisp, clean, tiny line work, especially for ornamental designs and micro-realism. She's also kick-ass at florals, script conceptual pieces, and just straight-up art. Hillside House offers a safe place with flexibility and transparency. For more information or to book an appointment, go to MaryHobanTattoos.com or check out the studio Instagram at Hillside House Studio. Hey. Hi. What's up? I spilled an entire vase of water with flowers in it in my office like five minutes ago. Did you clean it up or did you just walk away? No, no, I cleaned it. Wow. Well, I mean cleaned, I mean like I put paper towel on it and like soaked up the water and then threw it. I feel like everyone's having that day. I walked to, into the reception earlier and Cole had spilled tea all over Linda's desk. Cole drinks tea? No, Linda drinks tea and Cole spilled her tea <laughs> on her own desk. It was great. I was like, oh. We're in a, a new room right now, too. We are in a new room um, because the studios are being... Because you know what? Podcasting comes second in our this radio station, so we stole a newsroom. It's actually kind of cozy. I kind of like it. I'm all, but I'm having heart palpitations because of the board. But it seems we're not on the radio. It's also so. really hot in here. It could be just because I climbed three, like you basically went. three sli- flights of stairs, and I'm wearing a very soft, comfy it's cardigan. Yeah, Poshmark, ten dollars. Shut up. Yeah, love that. Um, life, life is going. We're going. We're doing things. We did our bingo on Monday. Yeah, that was like it was fun. I was so nervous. I was so nervous. And I was like, everyone is gonna hate me. It's gonna be awful, but like it's not about me. Inner saboteur, baby. <laughs> yeah. So no, Kira was incredible. She's so great. She's but classic us, I think. Yep. Nothing got recorded that we meant to be recorded. Yeah, no, meant to be recorded. Because of the nerves. Um the mic was on mute the whole time, so I did record it. So I have an hour and a half of silence, of silence in my voice notes. And that's okay. We're gonna do Things it again. Don't go as planned sometimes. And uh, but she's yeah, she's gonna come back in another day. Yeah, she's we should time. have um, party Martha too. Oh, party Martha was out. She wasn't even drinking. That was the best part. Yeah, no, but like to have her, Christine, and Kira. <laughs> Like, recreate it. Fong needs to come back, too. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. It was so fun. We had some great winners. Thank you again to our prize sponsors, uh, Northern Craft Supply, Small Town Goods Co., The Beauty Collective, The Main Character, PEC, and Saigon Wellington. I'm just, yeah. I'm and then, just so stoked that, you know, like, all these people and businesses are, like, kind of our little supporting little support us. support team. It's really nice. Yeah. It's crazy. I love them. Um, and then we have merch. We have merch. So much. Actually, we're sold out of sizes now. We are. So if you want a sweater, get it. And then the hat, like, this weather's weird. It should be cold right now. But you'll look cute in this hat no matter what. It's like the most frustrating part. It's like we get these, like, super cute hats and it's, like, not even winter. It's like, oh, hey, it's spring. I still wear a hat, though. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely still wear a hat. So you should get them. They're pretty reasonably priced. Great quality. Made in Canada. Love it. Pro, not processed. That's my farm back. Manufactured. Like printed and embroidered. Pe- picked in. And sewn onto the hats. And picked in at Northern Craft Supply. In. Yeah. It's Northern Craft Supply. Um, and then tomorrow we're doing a small business center. How to start and market a podcast, baby. Oh boy. I'm putting together the slideshow and I think I'm now that I'm like putting all the the pieces together, I feel like way more confident. 
My John said to me, our boss was like, I'm a little nervous. There's going to be people there that know more about podcasting than you. I was like, shut your whore mouth. I didn't say that. <laughs> it. But like, okay, realistically, people who know more about podcasts aren't coming to Why would they to come you? to this? Yeah. Also, I'm not but, a sound engineer. I can give you like my best guess on how I YouTube things, but I'm not a sound engineer. Yeah. But also like... This is just how we did it. We're just going to tell the story yeah. of how we're doing it and if that helps and if there's better ways to do it. Like there We'd is. love to know. I'm sure there's better ways to do it. Well, yeah. I, I just don't think there's like one way to do it right. And I think that's the cool thing about podcasting mm-hmm. is there are so many ways to do it. Right. You can do it really small. You could literally record into your phone. Oh, my God. I'm giving away things I'm going to say tomorrow. Shh. No more. That's all you get to know for now. Um, but it's going to be recorded, so I think you can watch it after. You're recording us, like, video recording? I have no idea. I'm wearing makeup tomorrow, though. Okay, I'm going to wear, I'll wear eyelashes. Shit. Maybe. That's hot. We'll see. I'm going to tell Jeanette. <laughs> She's in love with you. Sup, Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get her going. Calm down. Um, if you didn't know, this is a thing where Jeanette is in love with Kay, and I accept every moment of it. So. Yeah, no, and I'm in love with her, so. I think your partner should be in love with your podcast co-host. I think so, too, because otherwise it's, like, weird. Why are we even doing this? I don't know. Well, no, it's, like— I brought you flowers yesterday, and I brought (laughs) Janetta cinnamon buns, so who am I really dating, you know? (laughs) Katie—okay, yesterday was Valentine's Day. Yeah, Katie bought me beautiful flowers from Dahlia May. I I And a cookie from the break room. Well, I did just go to the break room to get you, like, a sweet treat, and then they had the Dahlia May flowers, and I was like, perfect. Too too far, you know? Perfect. You know me better than anybody. (laughs) I know you love flowers. And chocolate chip cookies. And then she put it in a Starbucks cup, and it was just so on brand. Like, she put the flowers in a Starbucks cup. And I, was like, I don't have any vases in my office, and I didn't want them to die. Imagine you just keep vases in your office. Like, no. Maybe our new office when they finally move us. This week's guest. This week's guest is someone I was very intimidated was to so meet. I was so intimidated to meet. Because what her business is, I guess, like, when I started taking advertising at Loyalist, like, this is, her business is what I initially, like, wanted, wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was just kind of like, I don't have the time to deal with people. Yeah, she she took her passions and she really went for it, and I really appreciate that. Her fearlessness is, like, out of this world. We're meeting so many fearless people. Yeah, and I, I think that's why I'm on a high, because we just finished recording next week's podcast. And, again, and, a fearless woman killing the business world. And I'm just inspired. I think that's the best word for it. Yeah. I'm inspired by and all these like, amazing people in Quinty. Yeah. Um, so it's, I guess we're not hiding it anymore. It's Alyssa no. from Nomad Creative. Yes. She came in ready to talk, kept it real. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was a great chat and. I think she's just lovely. She's so nice and what her business is doing is really cool. You'll learn more about like some of their clients in our yeah. intro and how she got to where she is. One thing I really liked about her is that she kind of took a detour. Like everyone expected her to do one thing and then she yeah. was like, you know what? I'm just gonna. I'll just do what I want. Psych your mind. And just kidding. JK, you know, I like that. Yeah, no, I just really appreciated her and her wisdom and t- her telling us her story and how she got here. And Bye everyone, you enjoy this episode. Today on the pod, we have my kind of boss ass bitch. Alyssa Zwanak is the founder and CEO of Nomad Creative, a remote creative agency specializing in branding, digital marketing, graphic design, social media, content creation, and more. One of the most unique aspects of her company is that they're 100% remote. That means their team can take work from anywhere and take clients from all over the world. Alyssa's team of fearless creatives has created for Canada Canada, 
Little Burgundy Shoes, The Aldo Group, Royal LePage, and locally, the main character, PEC, Empius States, and the Quinney West Chamber of Commerce. We're going to pick her brain about all things business, entrepreneurship, mental health, and the ever-so-controversial hustle culture. Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, please welcome Alyssa Zwanek. What up, gangsters? Hello. <laughs> oh, she has our energy. I love it. Already. Yes. <laughs> Wait, is hustle culture bad? Or do you want to dive into this now? Well, I just didn't. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll I, have very, I have very strong feelings about hustle culture. Uh, I feel like maybe I do too. I don't you know. You should. I, you'll, yeah. You'll find out my opinion very soon. I'm excited because <laughs> maybe I have the same opinion. I don't know. I've never You heard may about or this. may not. Who knows? Um, but let's like start from the beginning. What is your one? I love traveling. So the fact that you're here and I can talk to about traveling with you is really exciting. But like, where are you from originally? And how did you end up in Trenton? <laughs> oh, gosh. Good question. <laughs> um, yeah. So born and raised in Montreal. Um, that's where my family is. But we're all basically Ukrainian. So my parents are also born in Canada. However, my grandparents on both sides came and immigrated from Ukraine after the oh. war. Um, so I was super into the like Ukrainian culture growing up. Like I did Ukrainian school, Ukrainian dancing. We like so cool. grew up speaking the language, all of the things. Oh, so, so that cool. was a lot of fun. Um, but for the most part, I mean, like at this point, my first language, I would say, is English, even though I started speaking Ukrainian just because it's what I practice most. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I went to school there, did all the things. And um, somewhere along the line, I met my husband (laughs) and he's essentially the one who brought me eventually to Toronto and then to Trenton. So he's an air force pilot in the military and yeah, that's why we're in Trenton now. (laughs) Where did you guys meet originally? In Montreal. So I was actually a hostess at a steakhouse in the West Island of Montreal and he was a food runner. Oh, we didn't, we didn't really like talk or I don't know. We kind of knew who we were at the restaurant, but we hadn't met out at this like really gringy club. <laughs> Those are the best kinds. <laughs> you know, when you're like a young adult and like you're just starting to go out and whatever. Anyways, it was one of those places and we happened to have a lot of mutual friends and he approached me and the rest is history. <laughs> That's so cute. That's yeah, a good. It's been forever. It's yeah, how long have you been? been? 11 years? Oh, shit. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. Commitment. I love commitment, yeah. man. Smash <laughs> some for commitment. that. But yeah, that's really cute. And then how long have you two been in Trenton? I think a little over two years now. Oh, okay. So you're still new to the area. Yeah, relatively new. But um, I think having like engaged in the business community here has really been helpful mm-hmm. because, well, I guess number one, you meet all of the other like girlfriends and wives and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But the business community, I think, is what really allowed me to make bigger connections in a way. Yeah. So, yeah. I find those like just like the little mingles and the networking things like you meet so many cool people Mm -hmm. and just there's some incredible people in our area like you being one of them and I'm just like (laughs) floored by the amount of talent and like creativity and just incredible people that live here yeah Yeah. that's true they're like even doing this podcast we've met so many badass people who I don't know if everyone knows they're around. Well, that's the thing is I didn't know that everyone kind of you always assume like all these people who work or do like big things or whatever, like live in the bigger cities, which is fine. A lot of people do. And 
I love Toronto. I lived in Toronto and you know what I mean? It's just like, and it's, but it's just nice to be able to like, be like, okay, like there's people like me that live here. But like, you know, get it. Oh, yeah, totally. I was very reluctant in moving here. Like, so to kind of like go back on my story, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting. So when I I had studied like design in school and stuff, and um, I've always been like, I guess, like a one track mind in a way. It's like yeah. I, I studied in CGEP graphic design. Then I went to university, did a bachelor of fine arts, majored in design and computation arts. Like I knew exactly what I wanted. I was very clear. I was always a strong student. And then I kind of like burnt out because because I had done a career program in CGEP, which for those of you who don't know, in Quebec, it's kind of like a pre-university program. Um, So it's like three years intensive. You can technically go work after. So I was qualified to. Sorry, one sec. I just need Emily to come in because sorry, I can hear. I can hear cool in the background. Sorry, you guys been talking and I've been like, I can hear. I hear music here, too. Okay. Oh, it might be. So that'll be hers. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Sorry about this, Ryan. It's because it was coming out of the headphones. Oh, that. So did you get it switched now? Yeah. Yeah, I just turned the Thank volume you. down here. Okay. I didn't realize okay. that was a thing. Switch this guy. Was it in the switch. background the whole time? No, it won't be that bad. I, I was just losing my mind because I could hear it. I was getting a bit distracted too, but I didn't want to stop. No, guys. and I was trying to like, <laughs> I was trying to like subtly not freak out. I was like, why can I hear it? Yeah, that's good. There thank you. Go. you. Yeah, no worries. I'll show you how to switch that around. Next. Okay, thank you. Okay, yeah, say Jeff. I This was the funniest thing. Like, whenever someone was like, I'm from Quebec or like Montreal, I'm like, tell me about Sejev. <laughs> Why do you have to do this? You don't have to. Oh, you don't? I don't think so. I think oh. I think you can wait. I think you have to be a certain age before you can start university from what I remember. I don't know. It's been a while. Um, I don't know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think that's kind of the case where it's like if you don't do CGP, you have to wait until you're a certain age and then you can enter university as like an adult or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so it's not required, but I, I had done it. And typically it's like a two-year program unless you extend it and don't do it full time. But I did a three-year program and it was intensive. So instead of having like six classes a semester, I had 10. Holy. Holy. And they were not like an hour and a half class. Like they were all three hour intense classes, like workshop style. We had like huge Mac labs, our own private studios. It was really, really cool. Honestly, Dawson College, anyone wanting to go to graphic design, epic program, loved it. Obsessed. That's so cool. I would go back and do it again. So was that part that college? <laughs> was that college part of Sejev or did you do that after? College? Or Dawson it, called yeah. it's what it's called, but oh, it is okay. Yeah, it's the oh, same okay, thing. Okay. Yeah, it's the same thing. But I guess it's kind of equivalent in Ontario, like those your colleges where you have those specialty programs, mm-hmm. at least yeah. for what I did. Otherwise it's kind of pre university, which I feel is cool and I don't know why other like provinces yeah. don't do it. Because for people who aren't sure of what they want, it gives them a, like a chance to test out different mm-hmm. programs and, and topics and things like that. Whereas, you know, I I knew what I wanted to do, so I I was lucky in the sense that I got that pre-education. But anyway, the whole point of, you know, talking about that was that because I had that um, accreditation, I started working um, full time in the summers. And then I had built up a freelance clientele um, and I was in university and I was working as like a hostess. So I had like four jobs all the time. I was Holy crap. talk about like hustling. Yeah, I was going to say, okay. say like, that, is the, about that. that is that is the peak hustle, hustle culture. Yeah. yeah. But listen, I learned fast, like 
burnt burnout, talk yeah. about burnout, that I was like done. I was, I almost didn't even want to design anymore. I was so sick of it. I was so tired. And I was like, oh, I just need a break. And so my second to last year of university, I actually studied abroad in oh. Bordeaux in France. Um, and that really opened my eyes to like a whole other world. Um, my aunt was a flight attendant with Air Canada for 32 years. And so luckily she flew me there on her passes. Mm -hmm. And while I was there, I had saved a ton of money the year prior and traveled like it was nobody's business. Like every second weekend I was in a new city. When you're in Europe, it's like 30 euros a flight. Yeah. Yeah, it's a joke. So especially as a student, being curious, being excited, like I took advantage. Like Mm -hmm. I went there knowing that I wanted to explore the world and travel and have the best time. And as scary as it was, because I literally cried for the first two weeks. <laughs> it ended up being the most amazing, life-changing experience of my life. And when I came back, I still had a year of university, but I was like, how can I keep traveling and doing this without breaking the bank while still also, you know, incorporating what I love in design, you know? Mm-hmm. So I kind of needed a break from design and I applied to be a flight attendant finishing university and everyone's like what the heck are you doing like my mom's like well, you just spent six years <laughs> in school and now you want to be a flight attendant I'm like listen like I'll do it for a summer I'm gonna get the benefits travel like do yeah. all the things mm-hmm. it's gonna be fun and whatever I'll go I'll go back to work four years later <laughs> <laughs> four years later and like over 30 countries later, you know, I eventually quit. But while flying with Air Canada, there was so much downtime that I did a lot of reading and conceptualizing. And that's where I came up with my business, Nomad Creative, literally on the plane. (laughs) You know, like I would think of these ideas and I'm like, how can I combine these two things? Like I love traveling. I love design and I want to have the freedom and I want to give other people the freedom. And so, um, yeah, anyways, rant over. That's I love that rant. (laughs) That's like... Yeah, that's like it's like you took literally everything you loved and just like made this beautiful little baby. Mm, I mean, everyone can. Right? No, I know. It's just like you, this is what we call the inner saboteur. Yeah. Where we it's like, OK, no, it's like I can't do that because, you know, they're doing that or, you know, it's like that's not within my reach. But it's like anyone can do anything. You just have to like try. Yeah. 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 And even and if be you willing fail, to fail, like yeah. that's it. Like failure for me has been the most eye-opening mm-hmm. and I had to adjust too because especially when you're doing your own thing you take a lot of things like personal yeah way. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when I was the one doing the design work you know now I'm not really involved in the execution of things I have a, a team that does a great job so if the client's like oh I don't like it I'm like oh well I didn't do it you know yeah <laughs> but especially when it was me I would I would kind of like take it personally so I had to learn how to separate business from personal and really, you know, like close the door to the office and like move on with my life and not really let it affect me because, mm-hmm. you know, you want to do a good job for people too, but you also have to realize that like, you can't be perfect every time you're going to learn from your mistakes. You're going to F up. Are we allowed to swear? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Big <laughs> <Yeah>. swears here, <laughs> you know, and, and that's okay. And so instead of like breaking myself down over it, now it's like, okay, what's the lesson? What mm-hmm. can I take from it? And how can I do things differently to be better or to make sure this doesn't happen next time? That's like <sighs> such a healthy way to look at it. You're so healthy. Well, listen, it took a couple years to figure <laughs> out, but I'm, and I'm not perfect, but 
Yeah. Did you go to therapy? I do. Yeah. <laughs> love Honestly, I'm like, it's like, I can always tell when people have like been to therapy. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, I love it. that. On different occasions too, like it's like, you know, it's not like a constant, but yeah. I think back in CJEP, there was a big change for me. It was like the the crisis of like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. And then the, right before moving to Toronto too, that was like a huge life change. Yep. And right now actually for something else, but yeah. I mean, we don't have to get into that. No, that's <laughs> fine. But yeah, yeah, no, I think it's like super important even just like to go check in like mm-hmm. like for people who like I'm talking to one of my friends about this right now. She just got out of a, like a long term relationship and she's starting to like talk to new people and kind of like dip her toes back into things. And I'm like, are you in therapy right now? And she's like, no. I was like, you need to go to therapy, like just to make sure that you're going to keep your boundaries and the things that you learned from your last relationship and not let people, you know, repeat that pattern. Yeah, I think. I think a lot of it can be like self-taught. Sometimes you just need a little bit more hand-holding. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I received a lot of tools in the first like two two therapists that I had seen earlier on in my life. And I've done a lot of reading too. And I'm lucky enough to have a circle of friends who think mm-hmm. similarly and mm-hmm. have, you know, really amazing, I guess, mentalities and outlooks on life. So that's helpful. And my husband too, he's amazing. So it's it's really who you surround yourself by. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I've changed significantly for sure over the years, but it's also a matter of like, you know, finding those things that you're not really like happy with about yourself and not letting them necessarily define you. Mm-hmm. Right. And kind of choosing to be who you want to be instead of playing a victim of life's past circumstances. Yeah. And I was doing that a lot, you know, like a little, couple little things happened growing up and I was defining myself by those situations. And I'm like, I'm defensive because of this and I'm angry because of this and I act this way because of that and it's like well no I'm choosing to act this way and using that as an excuse so let's make that change because I don't like the way I feel when I act that way Mm -hmm. and so it's it's like the awareness thing anyways I feel like we're straight up in therapy therapy that's like kind of what I'm just kind of like yes I'm like these are all the things that like there's so many I mean, I'm guilty of it, too. Like, sometimes I'll get stuck in, like, my negative mindset. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of like, you know what? No. Like, and especially lately, because, like, I'm in school part-time online again just to, like, upgrade mm-hmm. some skills and just to, like, and I keep getting these, like, good marks back. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, wait, like, am I actually good at this? Of course. And then it's like, wait, no, like, I wouldn't have gotten that mark if I didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, and it, I'm just, like, retraining my brain to be like, no, well, you know what? Like you're fine. Like you're qualified. Like you can do this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just think that like, even if you know these things, I feel like I still struggle with it like all the time. Forever, forever. I think it's like an an ongoing forever cycle of kind of like learning and relearning because life is always going to keep handing you challenges. But I feel like, especially if it's kind of a pattern that keeps repeating itself, like the way I see it is it's there, it's there for you, right? Like these mm-hmm. things are, are there for you to learn, for you to grow, and they're not happening to you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They're happening for you. If you look at it that way, then oh. it's like, it's like, okay, how, how do we reframe this situation? And like, there's obviously something deeper that's going on if the same kind of pattern keeps coming up, coming up, right? Whether it's, you know, like uh, the way you're treated in relationships or how you feel at your jobs, because ultimately, like if we really want to get into it, like what 
you put out is what you will receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like if you're if you're not adjusting your mental state and it's not just like saying it, it's really believing it. And that's the mm-hmm. difference, because I think a lot of people like there's this like whole like in quotations woke culture where, you know, everyone will say the right things. But like if you don't really believe it to your core or, you know, then you won't you won't really see it to come to fruition. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. You can say a lot of things, but it doesn't mean like. It doesn't mean anything unless you're, like, actually living those things. Yeah, all talk, no action. Like, yeah. the action is where where the change happens. Yeah, fully agree. <gasps> I God. do feel like I'm in therapy. <laughs> this is great. I feel like I needed this right now. I love this. Well, yeah. Wow, we just, like, really went off. I love it. That, I just, there's yeah. a lot of tangents. I hope you're okay with that. Totally. We're never on a one-track situation <laughs> no. here. We kind of just let it go. Hey, Kay, how many tattoos do you have? Well, the exact number is unknown, but I know where I'm getting my next one. I'm booked on February 14th for some Valentine's Day flash at Hillside House Studio with Mary Holbin. Oh, it's Valentine's Day flash? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Fun. I thought you were getting stars, so that's fun. I am getting stars. Oh, in she, April. Oh, so do you have two booked in with her? I have two appointments. You want another one too, right? I do. And I think I'm going to book in with Mary for a, my dumpster fire tattoo idea. <laughs> I think, I think that she'd would be really kill cute. it. Miri is a babe of many talents. She went to school for nursing, but has ultimately set up a safe, flexible, and transparent tattoo studio. From floral to script, ornamental design, micro-realism pieces, you'll walk away with a beautiful tattoo. To book a tattoo or to learn more about Miri and Hillside House Tattoo, follow at Hillside House Studios on Instagram or check out MiriHobinTattoos.com. How did you finally make the leap? Because you were you were kind of doing the the digital design and as you were a flight attendant, right? Mm-hmm. How did you finally make the leap to launch to formally launch Nomad? Yeah, Creative? so I guess um, I was like in a way forced because there's there's a lot of fear, right, in relying solely on income that you're generating yourself mm-hmm. versus like relying on a paycheck that you know is going to come. Um, but with with Air Canada, like I was never making a crazy ton of money. Like I was there for the benefits. So like mm-hmm. that was never a job on its own. I always had other things going on. Um, and I think what what really ended up happening was that I wanted to get experience within another agency. So I actually decided to consult at a digital marketing agency in Toronto. And so I did that for almost a year and I went in as their creative director and essentially helped them rebuild their creative department because they were an influencer marketing agency and they were getting a lot of uh, contracts and, you know, their large clients were asking them for creative support and social media, et cetera. And they just didn't have the resources or like a strong enough team. And they saw the way that I had been building my team. So I kind of went in and did that for them. And from a personal perspective, I was like, regardless of me having Nomad Creative, regardless of me having another job as a flight attendant, whatever, doesn't matter. Like to me, this was valuable experience. Like I wasn't going Mm -hmm. in to be like, they need my help. Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to be the underdog to learn from them. Turned out that like the position I had, I was one of the more senior people. However, even in that, like I saw that the way they operated, the way that they communicated between their departments. And, you know, I had worked within other companies before, but never within an agency. And I was running an agency. So like, to me, I was like, this, this is so valuable that I really, really want to take advantage of being in this space. So that's what I did. And I ended up quitting Air Canada 
I guess like right before I got that job, I think there was even a point where we were like overlapping where I was like flying weekends, working Monday to Friday oh at God. this agency. Holy yeah. God. But um, I, I did it because like for me, it was it was value. It was education, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, ultimately I think that's what kind of pushed me and knowing that I was coming to Trenton soon, like the time, the time was, was ticking Mm -hmm. and I was like, these are my last like little, like few months in Toronto. So I'm going to take advantage and I'm going to, you know, apply. And I just so happened to like get a job, you know, I had nothing to lose, Mm -hmm. went for interviews, they hired me. And then what was supposed to be kind of like a three month thing ended up being almost a year long thing because of COVID. I ended up working remotely. Oh, out of so Trenton. Could, yeah. Otherwise, I would have had to move because my husband was already here. Mm-hmm. We had we had gotten rid of our condo in Toronto. I was like living with a friend just to be able to like keep this mm-hmm. job and get that like education. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important, though, when you're in a field, even if you feel that you're near the top or like running your own thing, always learning from different experiences and seeing what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Um and somewhat what they're doing wrong and how that can be improved is really important. What they're doing well, what they're doing poorly. But like even I don't care if I'm technically like at the top of the pyramid in my company. You know how much I learn from my team and mm-hmm. the people I hire, especially now, like the senior people that I'm bringing on board, they 100 percent are more knowledgeable than me in certain things. And that's what you need. Like, if you want to be successful, you need to surround yourself by people who are smarter than you, mm-hmm. who yeah. know things that you don't, who, um, you know, complement your skill set because one person can't do it all. I mean, like you can, but you can't, you know, there's, there are, there are two ways to look at that statement because I'm kind of catching myself. No, <laughs> I think we can, I think we can do it all in the sense that like you could have a family, you could have a job, you can travel the world. Like in that sense, I think you mm-hmm. can do it all, but you can't be an expert at everything. Maybe no, I'll yeah. rephrase, you know? Yeah. So I think really learning to trust and rely on other people has been for sure challenging, but also the most rewarding because now I'm able to like sit back and like take a vacation and not have to worry and mm-hmm. still make money and have my business run itself, which like is wild to mm-hmm. me. This was like this year was the first year I was able to go away for a month and not have to worry. Not have to worry. Because you have just like a solid yeah. team. Because I trust them so much and they're so epic. Like these women, oh my God, they're so ugh. Love them. (laughs) Can you tell us about your team? Like, how did you start growing your team and how did it get from where Where it started? Where did you find them? Like, did you have, when did you start bringing people on with Nomad Creative? So I started the agency in 2018 and for the first almost whole year, I probably did everything by myself, but I had like friends from school and like photographers that I had met like here and there that I put on my website that was like, this is my team, you know, (laughs) we're freelancers. So technically like not everyone has to work full time. It's like they signed a contract with me. If I have something for them, I'll give it to them. But truthfully, I, I didn't have enough work to like give to five different people. So I did it all myself, but the way that I presented myself, people thought I was like a real agency, you know, in an, in an office. Meanwhile, I'm like sitting in my laptop on my (laughs) kitchen table in a 700 square foot condo in Toronto. (laughs) But I'm like, yep, that's it. That's us, you know? Um, but so I actually got approached by um, John Abbott College, which is also a CJEP in Montreal, and they have an internship program where 
they actually like their their free internships or whatever I guess are unpaid I should yeah. say yeah um, and I was like whoa that's cool that's a thing like I didn't know I wasn't really in the position to need to pay somebody because I was also in the headspace where like hey if I can do it I'm gonna do it because mm-hmm. like time is money yada yada mm-hmm. and so I had this one girl who still works for me today um, I hired her after but she did like a three month internship she helped me with a really big client that I had gotten in Toronto I was super excited about um, and she did such a great job that I kept her on board and so like I said she's still sticking around with us today. So that was kind of like my first hire, I guess. And then I slowly um, wanted to expand the team, you know, as I my clientele grew, the ask of what they wanted grew. So, you know, graphic designers, illustrators, web designers, web developers. And then now eventually it's gotten into marketing and social media, which is which are newer pillars of the mm-hmm. business. Um, but we started off as boutique branding agency. So it was more like design focused. And um, it just kind of like happened organically. I kept onboarding and hiring these freelancers. And it got to a point where I'm, you know, I have this network of over 50 creatives, which is incredible. Um, but over the years, and especially this year, I've actually looked to kind of like restructure that and become more of a leaner team because now I'm learning the value of having a more consistent team of freelancers that like really understand our processes and our systems and, you know, just like how we function as opposed to having 50 people who kind of need to be taught every time they work mm-hmm. with us. Um, so, you know, that's kind of the beauty of, of growing and changing. Like if you're always stuck in your way, if you think your business needs to be exactly the way it was when you started. I think you're you're stunting your growth. And as married sure. as I was to the idea and as cool as it sounds to have a team of over 50, like in, in where I'm looking to go with my business and if I want to scale, it's just not manageable. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at today. And so I have like a core team of three directors, essentially, mm-hmm. including myself, so that would be four actually, um, that run the show and our project manager is like consistent on all of the projects. And then we have a creative director, we have a social media director. Um, and so they are the ones to lead the clients. And then the rest of the team are freelancers that we onboard depending on the project. So we used to have, let's say, five girls who would do graphics for social media. Instead, I'm like, hey, let's make it like one or two, give them more work, Mm -hmm. you know, make sure that they're stronger and more talented because especially when you're starting off, you're kind of hiring a little cheaper because you want to make more money off of them. Mm -hmm. But now I'm at a point where, you know, we've built a reputation, we have a strong portfolio and we want to continue to be better and start to compete with the, the big dogs. So if that's the case, then we have to bring forth the best talent, right? Um, So that means they're more expensive. Yeah. which is okay because we're also charging more. And so mm-hmm. it's it's about quality of service. And, you know, there are businesses where if you, you, you can, you can get that like cheap, quick service, which is great. Cool. Like there's a market for that, but that's not really the business that I want to be in. I want companies that see the value and want to invest and really want to bring their brands to the next level. And I want to be a part of that. Like my team wants to be a part of that. Okay, I have a question now about branding. (laughs) Uh Okay, because I I find like a lot of small businesses just like don't know where to start Mm -hmm. with those kinds of things. And you guys had done an Instagram post about like just it was like eight things about, you know, just branding and like making your brand and like why it's important. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just want to kind of like if you can give like a small business kind of like one piece of advice about branding, like what would it be? Well, I think I want to first say that people think of branding Typically, as like your logo, 
Mm-hmm. which is really not it at all. Your brand is so much more than that. Like you have to think of it as a living being. It's mm-hmm. a person. It has a personality. Like what's mm-hmm. its tone of voice? How do you speak? How do you communicate? How do you make people feel? Right. And then all of those kind of keywords, which I guess stem from emotions, come through in your color palette, in your fonts, mm-hmm. in the way that you communicate, in, you know, the design of your logo and stuff like that. So um, it's it's more than just your logo. I think I did a workshop called like that. The brand is more than just your logo. <laughs> it's a, I, yeah. So like I took advertising at Loyalist mm-hmm. and I'm just like, so everything you say, I'm just kind of like, yes. She's fangirling hard right now. Oh yeah. So it. hard. Like, I'm just like, oh my God, you're my people. Yeah. That's too cool. I'm actually going to Loyalist in March to chat to two of the classes, like one of the first years and one of the second oh, year classes. Cool. Yeah. They're like submitting a bunch of questions. So oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I guess Do you know which class been, it was? Oh, is it the advertising class? Yeah, in that program. With Rob? So yeah, one of yeah. Rob and then uh, another class as well in first year. That's so cool. That'll yeah, I know. Really cool. yeah. I'm I on their advisory board. Hey, me too. Yeah. Usually. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> See you in March. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I'm like, I just got the email. Me That's too. That's so fun. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like you two are like, I'm I'm just learning. Like, <laughs> Kay is my teacher in all this. And I still learn from everybody else. Of yeah. course. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so always, I. I have like such a like, so like the internet, I think you're going to get this. Like, the internet's just like such a powerful place mm-hmm. to bring people together, right? So I have like this like group of like nerdy creative friends and they're all like, light years like cooler than I am I have no idea how Why I do you say that because okay so one guy um he's like the creative director on the price is right oh yeah right yeah like, that's kind of cool <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying it's like these people are just like they're like like they they're from here He's from here? No, he's not from here. He lives in California. Um, One of the other friends, he did all the rebranding for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, that's really cool. Um, And the New York baseball team, the White Sox. No, the white these people. That's what I'm saying is I like a lot of these people, they're just like they've had this like online community for like 15 years. And I somehow got invited to this community. (laughs) Can you invite me? (laughs) (laughs) These are like and it's like, well, yes, you'd fit in perfectly. You'd love them. Um, But like we're weird. Like we go to their weddings like we. No way. Yeah. Like we have like a whole thing. We have like a bursary fund for one of them that passed and we give it to like a kid who's like into music and arts and stuff in their hometown but like where was I going with this like oh yeah I learned from these people like these are the people I'm trying to like like emulate and like I get like I'll post my work and I'm like okay like where can I be better here Mm -hmm. it's like and they're always okay like the lighting's a little bit off here and you know you can like swirl that like you know what I mean like to have that feedback and those people and to be able to constantly be like evolving and learning I just think is just such an invaluable thing to have like I just for people yeah and the industry is always changing so which like is like the standards scary. yeah that's it like the standards expectations just like the overall like style the trends oh my god it's like impossible to keep up that's why I just hire like especially like having Gen Z's on board like I think it's important so to have like the Gen Z's the millennials I'm like oh, absolutely people, just to really balance it out because number one you don't know like the next client like what their demographic is going to mm-hmm. be right and who they're talking to so it's important to also have that representation like on my team to make sure that we do our clients justice. I'm constantly asking my 14 year old daughter things. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so like when they're cool, man, they are. I want to be. They scare me a little bit. But I <laughs> I'm love, gonna I show you it. a photo of her. Like she would love you. Yeah, like your whole like your aesthetic. Yeah, she would be no, like, she would be like okay, like can she? 
be like my mom. <laughs> hey, you want to hear something funny though? Yes. So, um, one of my best friends worked as the brand manager at our den, mm-hmm. and they're young. Like yeah. the team is super, super young. A lot of Gen Z, some millennial. So, um, she's 29 mm-hmm. and it's funny because I, I always considered myself to be like pretty trendy and stuff. Like I really love fashion. My mom was in the fashion industry, my sister in the beauty industry. So like I've been around it and like, you know, I like to kind of take risks and do fun things sometimes. And like, since moving to Trenton, you know, I'm just like, I, this is my wardrobe. Like, where am I going to so shop? Fashion you know? forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like, I had showed up to my friend's house, the one that works at Arden, and she said something about like skinny jeans. And she's like, yeah, that's like a very millennial. And I was like, oh my God. So <laughs> since that day, I'm like, okay, Alyssa, like get with it, get back with the trends. And like, I took it, I, I took it not like, uh, like no offense to it, you know, yeah, for yeah. me, I was like, damn girl, like figure it out. Like I love dressing up. I love changing this. I just was kind of like comfortable and settled and whatever. So now my friends in Trenton always know, like when I show up, I'm always like the most overdressed or I have some like <laughs> weird trendy thing on, but I'm like, listen, like I'm not going to evolve or change just because of like where I live. If this is something that brings me joy and that like yeah. makes me happy, like screw it. No like, I'm putting it on. Do it. So my, that's, that's my friend, like from the city, you know, who like mm-hmm. keeps me young and like, like anytime like she like comes over or buys me stuff or posts things or this or that like she's straight up like my influencer yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're my influencer now yeah. <laughs> too funny I feel like too during COVID I thought I was like trendy well like in the gay world we have like a whole nother fashion thing going on okay um but I just like now that COVID's over I'm like what is fashion like <laughs> I'm seeing these Gen Z's and I'm like do I need wider jeans How oh, yes funny. yes <laughs> Oh, I, I, as lot. I wear skinny but jeans, so comfy. They they're are so I much do love a mom jean. Okay, so we had I had this conversation with one of my coworkers because I was wearing high waisted, just like skinny jeans, and I unbuttoned them, and he's looking at me, and I'm like, "What? They're standing jeans. They're yeah. not sitting jeans." And yeah. he was like, "What?" I'm like, "Maybe I don't know." But it's a thing. I have jeans I can't sit down in. Like I have to stand I hate up. That. Yeah, I hate no, that. I know. That's why, like, for me, jeans were, have always been tough. And, like, I have this weird thing. Like, if it's too tight around my waist, like, I'll always buy a size bigger. Yeah. Like, I'd rather things be loose on me than, like, too tight. Yeah. Yeah. It's a struggle out there. But I think I'm learning. <laughs> I still will always wear a graphic T-shirt. Like, I have a collection of graphic T-shirts. And my girlfriend's always like, if we ever break up, I'm stealing them all. And I'm like, no. It's my up. only wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like... Yeah, we have very similar like we love a cozy sweater. Yeah. See, I'm like at the stage right now where I'm just kind of like, OK, I had a baby three years ago and yeah. I'm still not back at my pre baby bod. So I'm going to wear jeans and hoodies all the time. <laughs> I'm into it. I love your merch, by the way. Thanks. Thank you. I love it, too. I just love it's this so part cozy. on the arm. Yeah, it's, I a, good, it was it's like, a good color. The beige one. with the Yeah, blue. that's why we were, we were literally just like with Northern craft supply and I was like you know the beige is like so in oh, right so now in right now we need like I'm a like, full beige sweatsuit oh I'm into it right yeah no Maybe and I was like yeah no step. Kim brought the whole skims thing and like the nudes I'm like give it to me yeah All right. I mean it's easy I feel like it looks good on everyone yeah yeah. Anyways, <laughs> fashion talk. <laughs> um, I read, I don't know if it was an article, it was Go Solo. Is that an article? Or uh, it was an your, interview. It was an interview. Yeah. And you said that your biggest challenge um, was learning to com- car- compartmentalize, words are hard, and disconnect from work mode. How did you like finally get to that place where you could do that? 
Yeah. So I actually started working with a life coach at the time when I was like really kind of struggling. And I had spoken about it briefly earlier about, you know, like not taking things personal and like disconnecting in that sense, but also because I have a remote agency, like everyone works from home, including myself. Mm -hmm. So there are times where like, I'll go out like this, you know, and like do something outside of my office. But for the most part, like I am in my home office. Mm -hmm. And um, it's funny because like, I had to really like set boundaries with my husband because sometimes he just like barges in and I'm like, listen, if I was at work, like you would not have access to me right now. So like you had to tell him, listen, honey, you know, (laughs) you gotta like give me a heads up. Like sometimes I'm in the middle of writing like an intense email and he'll completely like get me off track and then he'll get mad that I'm not like responding to him and I'm like what? I'm in the yeah, zone I'm at work. there's <laughs> a <know>? zone <laughs> yeah but um so yeah like working with the the life coach really allowed me to I guess like pay attention to myself what makes me happy aside from work and other people, right? Like, Mm -hmm. how can I not rely on other people or external things for my happiness? And a lot of it has to do with, like, reducing anxiety, reducing stress. Um, And so that coach really kind of, like, helped me cope in that regard. Um, I think it's it's kind of like practice. Like, practice makes perfect. And... I, I think it just like it happened naturally. I can't say I'm like perfect at it, but I think I'm pretty, pretty damn good at it. Cause like I used to not have like evenings and weekends and just kind of like flow my work into everything. Mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. it's like, listen, the rest of the world is like shutting off at the end of the day and is taking their weekends off. And, you know, I never wanted to conform to like the nine to five thing. And I don't technically, but at the same time, everyone else is like, that's when they're operating. So yeah. you do need to be somewhat available during those times. But instead what I'll do is like, if Wednesday, I don't feel like working, I won't work. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I have the liberty to like take the time off or if I don't have meetings, I'll block my schedule make sure nothing comes up. If someone tells me they want to go to Miami next week and I have three days, I'd say, yeah, you know, <laughs> yep. and I'll go. So I kind of like give myself that freedom and that flexibility in that regard. Um, and just... Like, I don't, I can't feel guilty about it. I think that's the biggest thing is like a lot of people like kind of going into the hustle culture. People think like, you have to work hard, play hard, don't sleep, whatever. Mm -hmm. No, like you need to take care of yourself. You need to love yourself. You need to do the things that you love aside from work. Work is not your life. Mm -hmm. You may love work so much that it's a big part of your life, but Mm -hmm. like, don't let it take over. You know, like if it's making you happy and it's something that gives you energy, great. If it's completely consuming you and emptying your cup, then like something needs to be fixed. Right. Yeah. Because straight up, like we have one life to live. And if you're living it always stressed and anxious to like get the next deadline or like make this Mm -hmm. person happy or, you know, whatever, what kind of life is that? You know? Yeah. It's not. I think like personally. So my partner and I were running a farm for like three years Cool. and it was cool. But like, was it a hustle? Like it was a grind. Mm -hmm. Like we grew really quickly and I would get up. I was also working like a full time job and doing that. So I would get up at seven, work like my seven and a half hour day job and then start like doing farming stuff. And so I was pretty much working like a 14 hour day, like not stopping. It got in the middle of like our relationships And there's always this, especially in the farming world, like you're just expected to work. Like I wouldn't post about like taking vacation. Like it doesn't stop. That is your life. And like um, we abruptly left it, not really by our choice. And it really gave me that moment to be like, okay, I don't have to work 14 hours, six to seven days a week 
to be validated and mm-hmm. I don't have to feel guilty for not doing that. And even yeah. Kay now like will make me remember, no, you're not working. Like I'm going on vacation. I'm like, oh, I'll still have my email. And she's like, no, you will not. And yeah, I'm like, okay. absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. So like, okay, I'm going to be like so page. pissed. Yeah. And but it's relearning that that's not my like only validation okay. working mm-hmm. and that's not the only reason people are going to like me. So <laughs> yeah. I get it. Now, yeah. Cause you guys were like hustle culture. And I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's like toxic. It's very toxic. Well, that's it. And you know, a big, like another, I guess layer to my agency too, is also like breaking the mold of what a traditional agency looks like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had consulted at that agency and I saw the stress, mm-hmm. the anxiety, the overtime, like people were staying super late. People were working over weekends and not getting paid extra. Like there was no compensation. Like, you know, I've been in a lot of situations too, where like sometimes like a thank you wasn't even given out. Like to me, the gratitude of other people allowing you to make money is so freaking important. Mm -hmm. And if people don't feel that, if people don't feel like they're, you know, bringing value or making a difference or, you know, they're they're not going to have the same like or not the same or they're not going to have the the motivation that you would want them in order to like make your business successful like you need to make sure as an entrepreneur as a business owner as a leader that whoever is working with you for you is also happy right Mm -hmm. and a lot of that stems from making sure that there's that work-life balance and so you know there's this whole thing in this agency culture where you know you work 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 Mm work And it's like applauded. Yeah. But like, I think people are now starting to realize how unhealthy that is. And I, for one, having worked in other companies and at an agency and seeing this and being a little bit of like a victim of that too, you know, like having pushed myself, I would be so annoyed and so miserable. And I'm like, why do I feel like this? Like, I shouldn't have to feel like this. This is my time off. Like, you know, businesses essentially set boundaries in terms Mm -hmm. of like, these are the times that you work and these are the times that you're off. Like they're there for a reason because we can't, we're not machines. Like we can't be working all the time. Like there are other things that are more important than just work, you know, Burn snaps. I need my snap button right now. <laughs> what, I like this. I needed this today. Yeah. But yeah. So. No. And it's like, you can love, I think that's what I struggled with the most. Cause I took maternity leave right before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And I was like managing our social media for our, one of our news website. And I was reading all the comments and I was like, you know, just like moderating the comments. And when I came back, I was like, I cannot do this anymore. It was horrible. I did it was it like when she was on mat leave. It was like it you were checking them all the time, like weekends, evenings. You always had to make sure yeah, that you would read shit wasn't going down comments. And like some of them were really shitty and people suck. People are awful. So when I came back, I think it was the beginning of 2022. Yeah, about that. 2022. I just I was like, no, we're turning the comments off. They're, we're done. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, and it's like even the news team, like everyone's mental health, just like it was like a weight was lifted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's like some things just aren't worth it. it. Mm -hmm. And that was one of them. It was just like, you know what? This is not benefiting anybody. Yeah. And nothing suffered. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to even just like our clients, we're still like every all of our clients were still happy. Our numbers are okay. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't change anything. And I think that's like... I don't know. My brain just stopped. Okay. Well, I, at the end of the day, like, I think that my clients also appreciate the fact that, like, I have a healthy team. Mm-hmm. Straight yeah. up. Like, they 
work from anywhere. Mm-hmm. They work when they want. They work on the projects they want. They have the option to like accept or decline any work that comes their way. So like our clients also know that whoever is working on their project wants to work on their mm-hmm. project, is excited to work on their project, right? That's so cool. Because a lot of the times when you have one team working on everything, you're kind of forced to work on things that you don't really like, that you're not passionate about. And again, mm-hmm. it goes back to like the passion, the drive, the excitement. Like, what are you producing if you're not, if that's not there, right? Yeah. There's like a missing element. So it's almost doing like the client a disservice by just like putting anyone on their project. Yeah. So we make sure to like vet our team to uh, make sure like their interests, their skill sets align, the industries, all that stuff. Um, and that's really kind of what differentiates us from other agencies is we have that extra layer of, I guess, like personal care internally with our team and also towards our clients. Um, and yeah, that was just like such a huge thing. Like when I had left working other jobs and these other agencies, I was like, it obviously started off as a solution for me to be able to travel and and design at the same time, but it ended up growing into more of this like movement. And I only really realized it when I was being interviewed and someone kind of like said it back to me that like you're breaking the mold mm-hmm. of oh, what a traditional yeah. agency looks like. And I'm like, wow, I, I guess I am. <laughs> I think just a traditional job like you're so many people around my age and I think older like boomer culture it's just like work 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 mm-hmm. and like that's your life and just having that option to have a healthy work-life balance and giving people the choice I think is so important in the world we're in right now and just making sure people's mental health is looked after yeah I think um, what people also don't realize is when your team is happy they produce better mm-hmm. work oh yeah yeah like bar by far bar, yeah if you have a stressed out like completely like spent team like you're not getting the best work out of them yeah like it's it's also my responsibility to make sure that number one like the clients that I'm bringing on board are in line with our values too mm-hmm, right sure. because if they have these like crazy expectations or you know like want something done in an unreasonable timeline, like I won't say yes. Like I'm not going to put my team in that situation just to make an extra buck Mm -hmm. because I know that if I say no into one person, like another one will come that's better and more in line, right? Close one door, another door opens essentially. And I've seen it happen time and time again. And I think a lot of people kind of like are scared to do that, especially when starting out because it's like, just say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. And, and I did that and I've been there, but like, let me tell you, I've been around the block with all kinds of clients. And now I know exactly who I do not want to work with. Right. And I, have, you know, the luxury and the privilege now of being able to decide. But I also think that we're attracting a certain type of clientele because of the message that, you know, I'm putting out in the way that I promote my agency as well. So, yeah, it's been it's been cool. So you have some pretty cool clients and big name clients. How do they find you or how does that process work? Honestly, God. I have no idea. Um, what's what's really crazy and what I feel so blessed about is that we've been around now for five years and have not spent a single dollar on advertising. Wow. That's wild. Not a single dollar. And this year, things are changing because we're looking to scale. You know, like we've been mm-hmm. growing naturally and actually like doubling in business every year since 2018. But now it kind of like gets to a point where it's like, OK, it's kind of hard to double. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not just going to like happen with luck. Yeah. Um. So I, I definitely want to like put things in place to be able to grow. That's, you know, where I see my business going and, and scaling and becoming a multi-million dollar company. That's yeah. that's really the ultimate goal. Um, but, you know, as we work to get there, um, 
we're obviously putting certain like practices in place now, which is like the advertising and this and that. So essentially all we really have is like SEO on the website and like social media mm-hmm. that we've so been posting though. and we've been able to kind of connect with other companies like that. Um, some of the bigger brands we've been connected with through other larger agencies that hired us as well. Um, others have come to us. I guess they just like found us on like Google and, and whatnot, you know. So now whenever I have someone reach out, I always ask, like, where'd you hear about us? And yeah. yeah. It's just kind of interesting to see. And a lot of them say Google. Um, so that just means we're ranking really well. And that's like the power of search engine optimization. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are like, well, I don't know, should I invest this and that? And it's like, listen, we're not Absolutely. even paying for like Google ads and people are finding us. Also, because we have over 35 five star reviews on Google. So if someone types in like Toronto Design Agency or whatnot, yeah. Um, and if they like rank them by their, the star rating, we're like, at the top first, if not like one of the first. Right. So that has a benefit as well. And I think, you know, just in the way that we communicate the concept of our business and at the end of the day, it's like also, you know, meeting me and through the pitch and like how I communicate about my business and our values. I think we you just like you just like mesh with Mm -hmm. the client and then if it works it works and if it doesn't it doesn't you know like I for sure get more like no's than I do yeses but like Mm -hmm. when we get those big yeses it's a freaking celebration Mm -hmm. you know yeah but that's part of it so yeah it's been super organic luckily but um we're looking to change things up now and go big that's so exciting I'm so stoked for you I feel like you're already going big but you're gonna go bigger and I like it oh yeah massive I don't it's funny because like I don't feel big but like sometimes people are I I I don't know maybe yeah maybe I'm like I don't want to say I'm humble like it's stupid to like call myself humble. no (laughs) but like yeah you're kind of a big deal (laughs) yeah I don't feel see the thing is like I don't feel like it and I think it's just like it's one of those things where you almost need to like step back and be grateful for like where you've gotten Mm -hmm. and like when you're in it and you're kind of like living it you don't really realize because like nothing's really kind of changed in my life like I'm not like a crazy like luxury spender blah 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 like I'm still living the way I want to live like of course I have a little bit more comfort around money but money has never been like the be all end all for me like I'm very much about like quality of life and experience and so like it kind of comes through in that than like in the materialistic for me so that's why I feel like there's not much of a difference because even before when I was like barely making any money with Air Canada I still found a way to do the things that I love and be Mm -hmm. happy yeah so it's I don't know just kind of well, because money doesn't yeah. bring happiness. No, it really doesn't. It brings, co- yeah, comfort and like less maybe stress, but like definitely not happiness. No, that's it. And so I don't know. Like, I think it's just like the, I don't know. I'm just like, I have so much like excitement and energy when I think about like growing things, taking things to the next level. Like, it's really not for like I'm not trying to prove a point I'm yeah. not it's like I don't know I just like it like mm-hmm. I want to do it like it feels good and it feels like the right thing to do and if I didn't then like I'm very comfortable right now I could very easily just like sit back relax and like enjoy the ride for what it is but there's something in me that's saying like no nope, go, go more yeah there is a fire under my ass yeah yeah <laughs> have, like this really like cool like aura like it, you're just like really like yeah. it's total like you have just, a good vibe yeah oh. it's the good vibes it's just Thanks. like I'm like you know what I believe in your business yeah oh, you know what I mean you. like thank you if that I had a, a business to you, you know 
build something for, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to hire you mm-hmm. or like work with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, but I, I don't do anything besides this. That's so. okay. Maybe one day, maybe one day, maybe like one if, day, one day. And like going through your portfolio, like on the site is just like, I'm like floored. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just, it's beautiful. Like you guys make incredible stuff. Like I'm just, you. yeah. I mean, I think quality has always been like a big thing for me. Like even when I was in school, it's funny. I was talking about this um, this weekend. I had some friends over Mm -hmm. and one of them also had gone to design school um, and we were, you know, doing some like dumb little arts and crafts things because we were throwing a party this weekend. And so we were like cutting things out and somehow we got on the topic of like one of our design classes and how we got graded on mounting. So like (laughs) literally the way you like cut glue, mount, you know, the border, like how you clean your cuts are, your using like exacto knife you're measuring this and that I had that class too (laughs) it's so it sounds so crazy Mm -hmm. but like I mean this for me has been like I don't know almost 10 over 10 years I don't know it's been a long time but like I so it start it starts off like they like put this like thing of like perfection and presentation so like I never found myself to be the most like creative out of the box thinker but I feel like I'm very very good at selling and presenting so Mm -hmm. like even if something is not like the craziest idea if it looks good and you can think of a rationale that sells people on what you're presenting Mm -hmm. you're winning Mm -hmm. you know and it's I don't know if it's like cheating (laughs) but like it's kind of a, a a bit of a way around like not having that creative mind now I have you know crazy creative people on my team that like help with that kind of stuff but that's mm-hmm. really how I started off was like it's all about the presentation like when I in 2018 yep. when I launched that website and it was just me and I had five you know freelancers just listed on my website people thought we were a proper agency because of the way that my website looked mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of the way that I communicated it was about presentation right mm-hmm. so it all kind of comes down to that so like if if you're putting your best foot forward if you're presenting if you're like looking the part people are now expecting to get that from you right and so that has always been kind of the thing it's like even if you're sending a client a logo like the the presentation of which you're sending them their options matters like mm-hmm. the, that has to be Absolutely. designed yeah everything has to be designed and like yeah. the world is designed if you think about oh, it oh yeah you know, oh 100%. the mic we're talking in the table we're sitting street on, signs everything there's a reason for everything the carpet Everything is designed. Yeah. Every single thing is designed. That was a class of mine, too. <laughs> I'm like, what? Same. You're looking around and you're like, oh, my God. I'm the like, world guys, is designed. everything is I'm... the way it is for a reason. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, my friend once told me because she's like a fine, like she went to OCAD for like fine art and stuff. And yeah. she's like, you're, you're not really an artist, but you're very crafty. And I was like. Thank you. I am crafty. Like I used to have my friends over and make them build chairs with me out of two by fours. Oh, that's fun. That could also have been the lesbian in me, but you know, <laughs> let's let's do woodworking. That's funny. See, I'm I was always the opposite. Like when I had technically gone to art school and like, well, it was design school, I guess, but we had no choice but to do these fine arts classes. Okay. And I sucked. I can't draw. No, I, I can't yeah, draw. I'm not crafty. I'm not a painter. Like, and I hated those things. And so those were all those, like, I think they were called like complementary classes or electives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so what I would do is you were only technically allowed to do, let's say like four core classes. And then the rest were electives mm-hmm. because of like the credits that they would give you in school. Yeah. So what I would do is I would actually go to like the head of the department and say like, Hey, I don't want to do this painting class for like one and a half credits, but I'll do the 
three hour design class instead that like I'm technically not supposed to take. And it's like more time in my schedule, more workload, but like for the same credits. And I wouldn't care. I'd like rather do that class mm-hmm. because it was interesting to me than like the crafty stuff. Cause for whatever reason, just didn't float my boat, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the thing I've learned is like, especially in like marketing and branding and, and graphic design, you can be creative, but you don't have to, cause I was always like, Oh, I'm not creative enough because I can't draw or I can't, you know, but you I like, I love Mosh Posh. So mm-hmm. I think it's just ha- figuring out how you can use your creativity. Yeah. And as, as I've kind of like progressed through my career too, like, <clears throat> excuse me, I started off as a graphic designer, right? So I was the one on the computer doing the things. And then as I started working with other people, I noticed how much I loved directing. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, you know, people will call me bossy sometimes <laughs> working on it. No, that's okay. good though. I grew up being called bossy, you know, I feel like. I was also called bossy. <laughs> that's but you know what? It's not like, now. it's not like bossy in like a mean way. No. It's, it's, no. it's really like the creative director in me. It's mm-hmm. like, I know what I want. I know how to get it done. And like, sometimes people can't think in that way, especially when you're the one working on it. It's hard to like remove yourself from mm-hmm. it unless you like put it away for a couple days, come back to it. Like a lot of artists and designers like need to do that yeah. because when you're constantly staring at a screen, it's like you think something looks good but it could be totally better you just like are kind of tired of looking at it so that's why having a creative director or someone else look at your work is always super valuable and that's what I learned that I love to do and people really saw value in that so I was like this is cool like people Mm -hmm. like my feedback people feel like they're learning from me and I love doing this because like for me I didn't feel like I was always like the most creative while being the one to execute but when I would step out of it and look into it I felt like I had all of the ideas and I knew exactly like what to say how to do things and then it would end up like looking great and I was like hey like I'm kind of good at this you know (laughs) and so that's where I evolved from like graphic designer to creative director to now like really just being you know high level like CEO of the business I love that journey for you (laughs) that's so cool it's like you have the vision and you just direct the vision yeah But I'm always open. Listen, like my team, the way that I operate, it's not like, hey, this is how we're doing things. Mm -hmm. But it's like, how how do you think we can do things better? Like, have you like heard or seen of any software and or, you know, different trends? Like I tell them, like, you can be a junior designer or you can be like a senior director of a department. Like everyone's ideas are Mm -hmm. valid. And I when I hire someone like that's in the interview process, I always make sure that like that's heard because I want people to not be afraid to like come to me with any of their ideas. And a lot of the times, most of the time, I want to say I actually implement them. You know, if they're telling me even the change in the way that we do our processes or, you know, onboarding clients like, hey, we should probably like change the order of these questions or maybe ask it this way because it would be better for us or we're missing X, Y and Z. And I'm like, OK, OK, OK. Mm-hmm. They're the ones working. They're the ones who are telling mm-hmm. me that they need this. So if they're telling me that they need to have see changes in order to be able to do their job better to then provide my clients, our clients, a better service, then yes, I will, I will hundred yeah. percent do it. You know, even if that means like investing in like an extra, you know, like software project management system, like I'm all for it. And like, I've been such a like nerd for those online tools, like the digital time tracker, yeah. the project management, the chat, you know, the AI taking notes on calls, like I'll, I'll take it all because these are all things that are just going to make my job and everyone else's job easier. Yeah. I just like we signed up for HoneyBook and I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, love. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, it like manages all these things. Mm-hmm. And it's like I can send contracts and they can sign them and Even all the just digital assets. Like a calen- calendar. Is that what it's called? Calendly. Yeah. yeah. That 
it's been a life changer because I used to be like, just with the podcast, I'd be like, can you do this day at this time? Or like, here are a bunch of times. And now I'm just like, check out our calendar pick a, and see pick a day and time yeah. same yeah I use ZCal which is basically the same yeah. thing and it's in my email signature so like oh, I don't even have to link it out oh. I'll just say like feel free to book a time using the link in my email signature boom done boom Damn. I love that yeah Changing. beautiful and I and learning. I schedule it like depending on so like you know like I'll I'll want to take new clients in the mornings mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like I'll book those in the mornings and then like maybe longer calls in the afternoon I'll always book make sure that there's like nothing before 10 I don't like to take meetings before 10 o'clock and there's like Agreed. nothing after like <laughs> yeah. four because I like you know like I make yeah. I make it the yeah. way I want I make sure that there's an hour like in between some Fridays I'll like take off completely so I I really morph it into what I want and not let so like you know they're they're plugging themselves in my calendar but I'm not letting them like fully control yeah. it, right mm-hmm. yeah and I think that's too like we've learned I think a couple of things you said like not always saying yes and mm-hmm. Just not managing your yes, time is something, even as we haven't started this podcast very long, but we've had to learn as we go. Our time is valuable, which sometimes I forget. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Um, big question. You've traveled a lot. Yeah. Where's your favorite place you've been? Oh, gosh. There's it's like, so hard, right? I break it down. I okay, always let's... break it down for people because it's like so many destinations are also different. So I would say favorite like adventure destination if you want to do like hiking, jungle, beach, like whatever. Bali, Indonesia. Yeah. I've been three times now. Nice. I've been once. Oh, it's so amazing. It's, it's amazing. I've been nowhere. So like, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Tell me all the places. Yeah. Like, the, So the first time I had gone was like a backpacking trip with a girlfriend. Then the second time I went with, um, I guess he was my boyfriend at the time. <laughs> um, and we did. So like the backpacking trip, it's like to give you reference, it was like $10 a night per hostel. But these are like gorgeous hostels for $10 Bali a night. Bali has like crazy hostels in comparison to other places. Like, yeah, yeah you're not paying that much and you're getting like mm-hmm. food and dr- like it's great. Yeah, you get a lot of bang for your buck there. That's why we love it so much. But it's like it is a schlep to get there. It takes like two days. <laughs> yeah, it's like long. Also, you, I was at a place you could get a tattoo on a beach for $10. Yeah, Wouldn't yeah. recommend it, but <laughs> did you yeah. get a tattoo on on the beach no <laughs> did, did you think about it of course I did <laughs> too funny um yeah so there's like that trip and then the one after was with my, my boyfriend at the time now my husband um and it was kind of like a 50 dollar a night hotel mm-hmm. motel situation which still gorgeous okay mm-hmm. um because we wanted private rooms and then just recently in October we went for a month for a late honeymoon because we got married during COVID, so we couldn't, like, mm-hmm. take it then. And our budget was, like, $150 a night, and that was, like, a full villa, private pool, view, king-size bed. Like, oh, that's, like, yeah. if you think about it, $150 it's a night, you can't get, bad, no. you can't get, like, a two-by-four, uh, like, little hotel in Toronto for that, or here even, you know? Like, that's crazy so you know that's why we decided to like go back there but we really really love it like I said like for adventure all Mm -hmm. that um then I would say island like if you want to do beach Curacao oh it's really close to Aruba not a lot of people know about it and it's like 10 times nicer than Aruba oh yeah obsessed gorgeous 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 the waters are just like turquoise the people are amazing there's like a fun little like town and stuff so like a good little balance there and then city um, I, I've always loved and been obsessed with New York, but when I visited London, England, I... I was assuming not London, not Ontario, London. but... That's why I was like, England? Yeah. Like, no, definitely clarify. <laughs> but, um, 
obsessed. Like, wow. The way I described London is like, um, a European New York on steroids. Okay, it's Ooh. just like if you've ever been to New York, it's like it's very it's very cool. It's multicultural. Like you have like the city vibes. There's like mm-hmm. a little bit of like a park thing going on. Um, but London is like much bigger. I feel, but also still super multicultural. The food, restaurants, like oh to die for. And I'm like I'm like put me in in front of like a serious plate of food, <laughs> and I'm happy. Like I love. I Good swear food. I travel for the food. Oh, yeah. I want to go to South Africa literally oh. for the food. Oh, cool. Yeah. See, yeah. I've never been there. I've been to northern part of Africa. I've done like Morocco and Algiers. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Those are great recommendations. Okay. Now I'm like, yeah. I, now I want to know where the best food off. is. Oh, yeah. Best food. Well, honestly, like I've had amazing food in London and I actually just came back from Miami. Mm-hmm. Um last week and I had some incredible food there as well surprisingly I wasn't expecting it mm-hmm. but um, yeah it was great this one place we went to was called Lemoncello very oh. like Italian you know like the little Italian yeah. liquor so it's like themed around that and it's very kind of like tacky when you walk in they have like the lemon tablecloths like Beautiful. lemons hanging from oh, the ceiling that. like pl- plastic lemons in a bowl like <laughs> posters it's like it's over the top okay but all of the waiters are from Italy oh so it's like super authentic and <laughs> love the food the food was fantastic like everything was amazing and like the atmosphere like the waiters were so nice they were so fun like we had such a riot um highly recommend <laughs> Okay, Miami, put it on the list. I like that. You've been a dream. Like I was, I was a little nervous. I, I never because when we have people we don't like know, like personally, I think I get really nervous. But you were fantastic. Well, I loved. We know each other now, honey. Yeah, yeah. We're we're best friends. You're stuck with us now, like like, whether you want to or not. You can't get rid of us. This is what happens. Um, is there anything though you want to shout out coming up that people need to know? Obviously, we'll have all your socials linked in the show notes, but. Um, no, not really. I mean, just, you know, like send me your good vibes. There's a lot of changes happening this year. We're looking to grow the business. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Nothing really. I just want all the positive energy. Like that's all I can really ask for. And, you know, everyone in the local community has been super supportive and, you know, we have some local clients too. It's not just like all the big guys, you know? So that's been super fun to work with and like see them grow and then get recommendations like within the community too. So, I mean, if anyone here is looking for any design, branding, social media work, like we can definitely help you out, even if it's just from like a strategy standpoint. Um, I think that we really do provide a lot of value. So, you know, just like the the way businesses succeed, it's that's that's us succeeding. You know, like we we don't succeed unless they do. Yeah. So ultimately, we just want everyone to be happy. And that's it. Nothing else. Love it. <laughs> that was great. That was amazing. That was amazing. It was so good. She, when she started talking about traveling at the end, I was like, sign me up. I was like, hey, I'm going to need to quit another job, JK. I can't quit this job. I think I would die. John said to me, he's like, well, you're going to be here a lot longer than I've been here. And I was like, that is true. I don't. No, you can't. You're not allowed allowed to leave. No. I've left too many times and come back. I think this is it. Like. And I do love it here. I truly do. Honestly, we just we have a really great group of people. We do. Love. And now we have a happiness committee that we created ourselves. It's like a wellness committee. Yeah. No, I went to my employee review last August and I sat down. I was like, I would like to appoint myself the chief happiness officer. And they're like, cool. We literally just bring snacks and drinks. But you will find out that next week these things are appreciated. You will. 
Um, but thank you, Alyssa, for coming in. Yes. Um, follow her. Fun. Follow uh, Nomad Creative on Instagram. And there's an eight in there. So, like, check the show notes for how to spell yeah. Nomad Creative. Check the show notes. And uh, next week we have – should we tell them who it is? Should we start doing that? I think that's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Next week we have Stephanie Rayton, the CEO of Mops, Inc. Yeah. And when I talk about, like, emitting, like, you know, like, CEO, like, boss bitch energy, like, immediately when this woman walks into a room, it's like you can see it. Yeah. Just, like, her whole, like – and I'm like, whoa. Like, she's very Mm self-aware and, like, very confident in what she is, what she does, and who she's like, surrounds herself with. And yeah. I really appreciate that. I appreciate that. that. Um, but that's really... Uh, that's all we got going right now. All we got. Just buy merch and keep... I think uh, subscribe... Oh, r- rate and review. That Ooh, helps yes. us a lot. If you can rate and review episodes. Um, that just... Any kind. I don't care if you don't like it. Give it a one star. Apparently, it doesn't matter as long as... Yeah, no. I mean, and even if it is a one star, I want to know. Like, Yeah, tell me why. Yeah. Like, don't just say I hate them. Because it's like, yeah, I know. It's I hate fine. me too sometimes. <laughs> no one hates me as much as I hate myself. <laughs> but like realistically, like if there's constructive criticism out there, like I want to hear it. Like I appreciate those Please things. make it constructive though. Yeah. Like I don't be like her voice sounds like nails on a chalkboard. It's like Jeanette used to say you sound, she says you sound way better now, but you used to sound like, like you I was were going to cry. cry. Yeah. That's anxiety right there. Anxiety at its best. Like so nervous. Sometimes people are talking to me and I just feel my eyes start like... I'm like, you don't need to cry right now. You're fine. It's like every single meeting I have with John and Ferg. Yeah. I'm like, don't cry, don't cry. It's don't my cry, own father cry. and it happens. I'm like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. You're don't fine. Cry. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. But thank you everyone for listening and we'll be back to tickle your eardrums next week. Peace out, Bosco. Bye. The Babies of Quinny podcast is recorded and produced at Starboard Communications, home of 95.5 Hits FM, Cool 100, and inquinty.ca.